All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. Um, I'm Tyler Friel. Thoroughly embarrassed, this is going to be take two of <laughs> Jason and Erica Franklin. We just talked for about 20, 30 minutes, and I looked over to check the time, and my recorder was not recording. You'll I have did, that. I did push the button, but uh, anyway, uh, so I'll try it. We'll try and kind of roll back and, and hopefully not skip anything. Uh, Jason is a YouTuber, sheep hunter. He has, uh, when my buddy Frank Schultz, who unfortunately couldn't be here tonight, um, turned me on to Jason's video of his first sheep hunt. It was a solo hunt. Um, it's about 30 minutes, I'd say. It's it's a pretty long video. Yep. And uh, Yep. But it's really worth the watch. Um, he did a really... You could tell he put in a lot of effort, you know, to actually get as much footage as he could, which is super tough on on that type of hunt. Um, you got to really, the footage has to be a big priority to actually take the time to do that. Um, I know you got way more footage than, I think you got more footage in the video than I had got my whole solo sheep hunt this year. But, uh, no, Frank turned me on to that, and he's, oh, this guy's from Vermont. Because you're, you know, we said earlier you can't rem- can't remember your like YouTube um, channel name. I'll put it in the show notes, but um, has VT in there. And then Frank met Jason in a gas station. Yep, I think because he yep. told me, oh, you know that guy. I, I met him and I saw him in the gas station and recognized him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then I met you last year because um, you're friends with a mutual buddy mark rowanhorst who yep. has been on the podcast and uh yeah so and you had emailed me um after your sheep hunt and you kind of sent a this year with your wife erica and you sent me kind of you can explain that i guess what it was you said you jotted down yeah you know i mean i i haven't done a lot of filming i think because of what you touched mm-hmm. on and, and that it is so intrusive in, into an actual hunt. And, yeah. uh, but uh, when you come back from one of these experiences, I've got to get it out of me somehow. And um, yeah, so it, it just, it turned into a, um, I don't know, it was just kind of an email to some friends and family with some pictures. And um I mean, I couldn't sleep. It was, I think I started it at like midnight and finished it at like four in the morning and just hit send. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's, that's what it was just kind of going through. I, I think, um, you know, these, these hunts are, are experiences. And so they're, um, you know, this, this hunt with my wife in particular was far more than just, a let's go get a ram it was something a little bit different and like let's let's push ourselves i mean this was our second hunt together Mm -hmm. and so last year we um we hiked in as well and we did i think we hiked in 22 miles and we dumped a pack raft off at 11 miles and we just sat in the rain for four days and came back out <laughs> oh man well, well we, we played can, around the rocks a little bit yeah yeah and yeah. uh and we can get into that a little bit more um i guess you know trying to backtrack from what, 
what we yeah, didn't record earlier. Yeah. If yeah. Uh, if you guys want to, you know, because this is the first time I've actually like, spent any time talking to you guys. Sure. So, um, as much for me as anything, even though I already heard it. Yeah. Um, if you want to get, you know, um, I'd love to hear a little like of your backgrounds, mm-hmm. each of you, and uh, if you weren't born here, what brought you up here? Well, I was born here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> born and raised here. Um, on a homestead out on the Johnson River, um, and we lived kind of a kind of a subsistence sort of lifestyle. Um, no electricity or running water. Um, my dad was a dog musher, um, so that's kind of what our life centered around. Around that, about being out and, and being outside. I was outside for pretty much all of my childhood that was you know out, yeah. outside in the elements and um in nature yeah yeah and you compare that to <laughs> some people's children nowadays <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding. yeah for sure i'm yeah. sure yeah. I, I imagine that it was at times you like hated it growing up and couldn't wait to get out like get oh. maybe get away from it but oh yeah for sure it was not a yeah I, yeah you, you know you're out there hauling water and yeah <laughs> chopping holes chopping, in the creek to get right, water right hauling yeah. firewood in and you know it's you washing laundry by hand and yeah i and and it's a lot of work it's a it's a huge amount of work and and um and uh i didn't always love it but as an adult, now looking back on it, I realize what a gift it was. Yeah. An absolute gift to grow up in that world. Yeah. yeah. And it was something. And so I, I grew up and moved away to Portland and um, and brought my kids back to Alaska so that they could experience what this what this is like, what this country was like. It's definitely different than Portland. <laughs> definitely different than Portland. So, yep. <laughs> and I'll jump in here. This is kind of random. Have you seen the show Portlandia? I, I have. I love that show. I and was going to say. And it's very you, true. Because <laughs> I've talked to, I haven't spent a ton of time there, but I've got a lot of friends down there. And I know, was actually a friend told me this that doesn't live in Portland, but down in Oregon said, most people like that live in Portland don't think that show is very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it's great because it's actually pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. And well, and yeah. and especially I think the the earlier episodes because that was a lot closer to the time, you know, when I was spending more time down there. Yeah, I haven't but, watched uh, it for a while, but, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. we'll cut that trail <laughs> off about you, Jason. Yeah. So I I grew up in Vermont and. Um, kind of a dairy farming family and I guess I went started logging right after high school and just I've always wanted nothing except to be uh outside mm-hmm. and so you know when I was 27 28 something like that was just at a point in life where I could um pack everything up and and move to Alaska so um, yeah, I didn't know anybody here or anything like that and showed up and hit Craigslist looking for a job. And, um, I just always wanted to kind of check this place out. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I had no idea what to expect. I think I'd been able to save up a couple thousand bucks and that's about what I hit the shore yeah. with. And, um, 
just kind of went went from there and you're and not wearing cardboard shoes so no <laughs> apparently did okay yeah yeah doing doing pretty good you know i've i've had um just a i've i've been really lucky since i've been here with with the people i've met and i've been really fortunate in that um you know i think yeah the 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 people that I've met have really kind of helped me land here, I guess, and, and kind of helped yeah. me um, start a life. Yeah, And I kind of noticed that um, compared to where I grew up. Of course, it was, you know, a couple of years till I was off on my own mm-hmm. up here. But it, I don't know. It seems like pe- people up here are a little bit nicer and like more willing to to help out. In in some yeah. ways, and I guess what I'm getting into that is, um, you see a lot of people well, on the Facebook pages and stuff, people wondering why everybody won't tell them where to go hunting. That's it, like giving away your berry patch. You don't ask yeah. people where they pick berries. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, well, and it, it's funny because they're like, and there's a lot of guys I know they're experienced, and I try to help guys out. You know, impart skills and give like sound advice but Mm -hmm. uh they aren't going to tell you know they're only going to help you so they want you you know you can go do it yourself but yeah um if that makes sense i'm kind of kind of fall apart because some people get they're like man people up here are just jerks they won't you know they won't tell me where all i want to know is where do i go kill moose yeah (laughs) you know but it there is kind of a in the scene on on one hand you know there are a lot of people that are willing to help but on the other hand, they want you to go do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and I've you know been fortunate in that uh, you know some people have kind of taken me under their wing and just sort of shown me how to do things. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, you've got to pull your own weight. I mean, there nobody's looking to carry any extra dead weight around. So yeah. You've got to be able to bring something to the table as well. And and when you can do that, people recognize that. I think and mm-hmm. and they're even more willing to help you if you're willing to actually help yourself. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and you had said, you were telling me earlier, you'd been wanting to go sheep hunting since before you moved up here, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's just something about sheep and the mountains and this, just everything that, that encapsulates all of that from the gear to the animal to, um, the the environment as a whole it's i i just can't never even having seen the mountains in vermont i never left i lived in the same 20 square miles until i was 27 when i moved up here and so i'd never really seen a mountain yeah and um i mean i went out west once but uh i just knew that it existed and if i don't get up there and do it i mean you're not going to save up for a doll sheep on a logger salary. So yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. So, so the move was made and, and that was, um, really quite a driving force behind that. Yeah. Yep. And you're not the only person I know that, that has done that. And you, you kind of see on this again, back a lot of it's, you know, the Facebook, Oh, well, rich man. So well, it's not necessarily rich. It just depends on what your priorities. Sure. 
yep. you know, are going to be. Obviously, don't like neglect your family to go to move up here and go sheep hunting, but yep. um, it can be done. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things can be done if a person puts their mind to them. How about you, Erica? Did you always want to dream of going sheep hunting, sitting there on the banks of the Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were right in our backyard. So, you know, we would go up there. We were up on the plateau fairly frequently. And there's, you know, lots, as everyone knows, there's lots of caribou and Mm -hmm. sheep up there. So it was just kind of part of my world. And uh, my grandfather and my dad were were sheep hunters. And um, I guess I've always had a special place in my heart for sheep, for doll sheep, especially because of the connection with my grandfather. He, he, he really loved them, and he would come out and spend time with us at the cabin and, and go off and go sheep hunting. And so um, this was really special for me to be able to go with Jason, yeah, these last couple of years. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's, it's a gift. And, and you know, I've, I've heard you talk about Tyler and and other people as well i mean yeah when i don't do facebook or any any of that stuff but when you come here and you're trying to figure it out what's an obvious place to go i mean you go check forums and things mm-hmm. like that and and um i i'd be looking for people or i mean i'd i'd see people looking for partners just on the fly and i'm yeah. thinking like no it's a bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I didn't really, not having a partner was not going to stop me from going and hunting sheep. Mm-hmm. I was just going to go and figure yeah. out how to do it alone. Yeah. And, um, you know, but that, yeah, I did um, two, two solo hunts. And as I was packing out the second day on my last hunt, it just, it was like, it was pouring. And I was climbing another, like, wooded hill with downfall in it. And I'm just like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It would be so much better if I could share the suck with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, I mean, so I said, why not do it with my wife? I mean, it, let's let's talk about this let's try it let's see if we can build up to it and um and so we we did yeah yeah and and that um that that was really a pretty cool pretty cool experience to be able to be able to do that with with my wife and plus i also didn't have a sheep hunting partner yet yeah so (laughs) i mean it it worked out all the way around and and uh, we actually function really well together out there. That's good. It's yeah, uh, we really do. Yep, because it's it can be it can be totally fine, but there's some situations you can encounter out there that are like I don't know, stressful would be putting it mildly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. But and that's actually where you know that's we found we work well together like that under stress you know and that comes from um a trusting relationship you know i think that's part of it yeah Yeah. i mean we definitely started with just some backpacking trips to sort of see feel each other out Mm -hmm. and um you know as as we kept doing that it was it just felt like this could work and so i mean i didn't our our first hunt we we went out a long ways but we're not 
going crazy out in the rocks and and yeah. you know there's maybe other places I might be interested in hunting but we have both of us so we need to make sure that we're hunting in places where both of us can cover the ground in mm -hmm. that country and and um you know it it really has to be a a team effort oh, not yeah. not a team effort well, yeah but it has to be something we both can do yeah 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 totally and that's uh and that's not even to say that you're at any kind of disadvantage <laughs> like there's maybe not a lot but there are some people who just take off gung ho up in the rock you know and maybe lacking in their glassing or or uh patience or any number of things you know it does going slow is not maybe that's just what i tell myself because i'm not near <laughs> i can't cover ground near as fast as i maybe maybe used to but uh um i don't know you just getting out there and doing it yeah, you just and and knowing knowing your limitations. So yeah. I mean, I knew that I could do it alone, and I wasn't going to have to ask ask her to carry sixty pounds, mm -hmm. eighty pounds. I mean, that's not. So I sort of presented the idea as, "Would you like to come for an extended trip?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's just been it's it's really been a blast, kind of. Hunting, hunting together. Yep. Oh yeah, kind of a yep. whole whole new realm, I imagine. It is just just a different experience. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, this year I think we we got our feet wet last year, and this summer just kind of worked out for us that we were able to really start training pretty early in the year. And I mean, we hiked probably two to three times a week every just about every week throughout the summer and um it's pretty good i won't tell you how much i hiked this <laughs> summer <laughs> yeah you I'm know paying for it now though <laughs> yeah yeah so it it just um you know we we set a a, a goal we kind of made you know we we're talking about priorities mm -hmm. and yeah and we just had an opportunity with how everything worked out to be able to make it a priority this year knowing that Maybe next year we might not be able to hit it at that same same level of focus and no, that's and awesome. Time, so and uh, yep, and I lost my thought there. The whole the whole re-record thing got me totally off. I know got we, me we totally covered off some good ground. We had some yeah. good stuff. Yeah, going, we did. But, uh, um, what were uh, some of your feelings going into this little? You know, uh, I knew that I'm, I'm a pretty tough girl. I know that I can handle a lot of things. And I knew the only thing that um, I do have is a fear of heights. And I say and the only thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and bears, but, you know. <laughs> but height, but mm -hmm. being yeah. up in the rocks and then the slippery rocks, that was, a, that was something I had to overcome. And so that was, that was the one thing that... Um, I had just a niggling doubt in the back of my mind. It was the, what if I can't do this? You know, that was, um, I, I, I thought that I probably could, but I knew it was something that I was just going to have to, I was going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And um, I didn't want that fear to interfere 
with um, the outcome of the hunt, and I didn't want to disappoint myself, and I didn't want to disappoint Jason. Um, so I just, I just sucked it up and did it. <laughs> it's well, it's that's an intimidating thing. Like you know, you really, and I think I've said this before. You know, you start thinking about the entirety of all you you're gonna have to go through. It like it's overwhelming. Even even you know, like I was about to puke this year when I, mm-hmm. you know, until I really got going. Yep. And then I was okay, but even the whole time you're like, oh man, this is the whole way in. You're like, it's gonna be way worse coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And you just, there's so many unknowns, you just know it's going to suck. Oh, yeah. And you do. <laughs> and, and as excited and as, you know, as an amazing experience that you know that you're going to have, it's still, there are lots of moments when it really does suck. And I, we had that conversation, I think, after the first the first sleepless cold night. I was like, is it okay if I say that, you know, this really sucks <laughs> yeah. right now? Like, yeah. You know? Like, I don't like all of this. <laughs> well, and, you know, I don't think there's ever any point in sugarcoating anything. If it's yeah. raining, let's not pretend the sun is shining. Right. Yeah. Let's just acknowledge that it's fucking raining and deal with it. Yeah. yeah. That's, the that's big, it. That's the biggest thing, I think, is dealing, the, the dealing with it yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You just do... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the we're tussocks. both hungry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> let's keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are we? You know, I can't do it. Well, yet you know, or even if it's your hunting partner or something. Well, you or yourself say, yeah. well, you have to do it. Yeah. No one's coming to to carry you down. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to do it, and and yeah. just overcoming that, like, I don't know. And that's one thing I think that I've always liked about sheep hunting is it's kind of taught me that i can do a lot more than i maybe thought i could Mm -hmm. and teaching yourself to overcome that when your body's saying no don't do this or your or your mind you know your mind will play some weird tricks on you oh yeah the mind yeah (laughs) that that's the that first hunt so i shot that ram i snuck up to him on the in in the dark Mm -hmm. and so i'm hiking around up in the top of that mountain in the dark i just I had not actually any real idea of where I was. Yeah. So it gets light enough to really begin to go look for sheep. And, and I start, there he is. I shoot him. I think I'm on a certain face. I drop down into the valley, down off the mountain and realize I'm not in the valley that I think I am. Oh. And I'd only brought, I think, two bags of snack. I mean, you know, you were talking about as you progress through all of this, what are lessons learned? I don't leave my base camp without two days worth of food if I'm going up and yeah. into the the tops to go look for rams. And I ran out of food because I went up one pass, couldn't get down the backside. It was too steep. Had to drop all the way back oh. down into the valley again. And so I began to sort of mentally prepare. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go up the head wall. And if I can't get down the backside, I've got 18 miles out to the road, down through the timber. I'm going to just have to abandon everything and and Mm -hmm. head for the road. And my body stopped functioning. And I would, like, lie down, curl up in the fetal position. I'd eat, like, I had to actually ration food. And I'd eat, like, a handful of food. And I'd lie there for about 45 minutes to an hour, kind of let my body recover. And I knew I still had, like, four miles to 
three, probably three miles to get back to my tent. And I'm like, this is all the food I have. I'm seeing how fast my body's burning through it. Yeah. I need to ration or I'm not going to make it. And, you know, food is just so important. I mean, everybody says a sheep hunter's diet is water in Copenhagen, but. I would. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not That's anymore. right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, did, I don't know if we talk now. I'm like, did we talk about that in this, this I one know. or the non-recorded? But, uh, yeah, not anymore. After I told myself after this hunt, like when I use up what I took, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, running low on food. You're a pretty lean guy. I choose to have a reserve tank. Yeah. <laughs> but that reserve tank, it still drains. <laughs> it I mean, does. it's like your stomach just starts eating yep. food like there's no tomorrow. Yep. And and water as well. I mean, all those little things. It's that, so weird when you can let you, you almost can feel it dissolve. <laughs> you can, absolutely. <laughs> yep. And I watch my, my attitude dissolve as well all of a sudden i start tripping and i'm getting angry that i'm tripping and it's like well eat some food relax all of a sudden everything things things will get better yeah 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 but um i'm trying to think where the the track we were on yeah i don't know but it's tough and well i mean you're teaching yourself that you can overcome a lot of that kind of mm-hmm. adversity and uncomfortableness and it's funny because a lot of it does suck like it's but it's also so it's so rewarding mm-hmm. that you can call it fun <laughs> you yeah. know it's one of those you know once you get back it was fun yeah or certain experience you know the right yeah yeah i mean i i had said to to erica you know, just begin to sort of mentally prepare to be cold, wet, hungry, and tired. Just begin to sort mm-hmm. of mentally prepare for that as we're going into this. And if it doesn't turn out to be like that, we'll be pleasantly surprised. But if we begin to mentally prepare to just be cold, wet, tired, and hungry the whole time, it's not going to be a shocker. Yeah. And you just kind of you deal with it throughout, and the days begin to add on to each other and hopefully eventually at some point you get back to the truck and then then you hit the road and it's like oh, oh the yeah. road <laughs> oh, man. oh my god yeah. <laughs> the truck yes isn't that like it's like, like a you, surreal experience you get back to the you get back to the truck and you, oh turn it on fire up right, the, heat. the heater yeah. you know i don't have heated seats but if you got heated heated leather yeah. seats those are pretty nice yeah, yeah. And then you can kind of, then you can kind of let the mental part go. Like you can let yourself fall into that. Oh, you can start feeling how cold you were, yeah, <laughs> and how hungry you are, and how much your feet hurt. Well, yeah. this year was interesting because we, on on our pack out, we kind of hit hit the base of this valley, and we had either twelve miles back uphill. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned tussocks, you know, three or four miles of that was just ass-kicking tussocks. Oh, and we knew that coming in. We were going, oh, wow. Yeah, and those (laughs) things, you know, when you're loaded, you you can't step on them. You have to step in between them. You can't be balancing on... And you can't see, a lot of times, you can't see how deep it is between them. And they're tripping you, and, you know, your feet may not necessarily fit real well in the holes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so our, our other option was to just kind of shoot down this creek bed seven miles to the road, and that put us out over 20-something miles from where we had parked the truck. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've we've all been on the haul road enough. Hitchhiking sucks on the haul road. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a hard place to hitchhike. And so, you know, we'd, we'd made it. There was, you know, the, the moment when you knew you were back. Mm-hmm. And then we find ourselves standing there for three hours Those on the side of the road. As by. Everybody's blowing by. And yeah. it's like, all right, how are we actually going to get back to our truck? Because this is not going to work out for us. I don't know if I told this story. Um, Frank's, Frank's Delta hunt. We ended up coming out. We going up one drainage down into another shoot. We ended up like, it was like 27 miles walking out mm-hmm. to the road. And we got to the road at like 1130 at night. And after like a 20 mile, we just pushed all day. Yep. If I had known, it looked like one of those where the trail, all right, goes up over this peak. Then it's oh, a nice, easy couple miles down to the road. No, yeah. but by the time we got up there, we were too dumb to just throw in the towel for the day mm. and, and just, just staggered down to the road and, oh. yeah and of course frank you know trying to hitchhike and i'm like it's 11 o'clock it's dark no one's going to be picking us up yeah <laughs> in the literally in the middle of nowhere you especially know, two guys two, it was like with guys. erica when a truck would come by like, like all right make sure, you're, make yeah. sure your you hands hide, out you hide so. in the bushes yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah yeah we uh so we just set up the tent and then the next morning he tried, you know, back at it again. And finally, after like the third truck, he, he, he just jumped out in the road in front of yeah. it and waving him down. I was like, I just, the truck's just up the road. I need a ride, which that when we first got there, he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just dump everything and walk, walk to the truck. I'm like, no, nah, like we are severely dehydrated. Yeah. Can barely walk. And I'm like, let's just wait. And it was 10 miles to the truck. So, yep. um, but yeah, so I definitely know the feeling, and I, I if if you've done it, you really know. This year, I uh, it really wasn't a bad pack out, mm-hmm. you know, a whole sheep in camp. I took a day and a half to do it, and wasn't that bad. And got back to my four wheeler, and then having these electronic, basically what should have been a two hour, you know, nice bebop and slow ride, turned into like nine hours. Yeah, that's frustrating. Uh, and yeah, finally, I didn't think I was ever going to make it out. Even though I'm like, yeah, it's it's just a few miles, and I'm playing this game. Like, if I can't get this thing, keep limping this thing along, you know, do I just walk back to the truck, and then I got to walk back in here? But it'd be mm-hmm. easy, you know. Even even though it was right there, just in my mind, I'm like, I'm never making it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you're you, ready to be back at oh, that yeah, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like kinda, that mental thing where you've let go. Okay, it's time. I'm, I, I'm ready. I think that's, that's, I think you're right spot on on that because that, I, you know, get back to the four-wheeler, all right, work's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it's just, ah, uh, after you've already, like, let down your guard yeah. or, or just kind of mental. Yeah. Um, drive. Yeah, it's that sucked. Could, I say it sucked. It could have could have been a million been times the worse. whole time. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't raining. Yeah, I could have yeah. been carrying my pack the whole time. Yeah. It wasn't raining. I got pissed at my four wheeler, so I and I you know part of my experimental like not knowing anything diagnostics, you know, shut it down. Got 
yanked my you know yanked my backpack open, grabbed a game bag, walked around to where I couldn't see the four wheeler because I didn't want to look at it, and made a fire and cooked up some sheep and yeah. made some ramen or you know you know ate dinner and actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, but it, and that's one thing I try to always tell myself: make sure you enjoy this. Yeah, that's what like we. That's one of the things that we talked about too was taking the time to enjoy where we were and what we were doing, and that's just that can be as simple as just like stopping and taking a breath and taking it in, you know. And that was one thing I noticed for me that changed an awful lot versus hunting hunting alone versus with mm-hmm. someone else. When I'm alone, it is just business from the moment I leave my truck until the moment I get back. I don't stop to look at anything, and I know I miss things along yeah. the way. And but with two people, it's there's um, yeah. I mean, we just find ourselves enjoying, if, if nothing else, the scenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And that's you. You know, you said that literally. I was just thinking the same thing you know when when i this year it was and i i did you know i i did there was you know times i'm like all right just you know like take this in realize where you are where you are and what you're doing yep Mm -hmm. and what you know that you're able to do this but for the most part it's business like you know i didn't get much footage i'm like i i ain't got time i got like i'm you know you, you literally you know up at Five thirty, six o'clock, whatever, mm-hmm. seven in the morning, and it's like, all right, got to do this, this, this till I'm ready to go hunt, and then cover country and glass. If you're not, if if you're not walking, you're glassing, and yep. if you're not glassing, you're eating. <laughs> yeah, you know, just it, the days go by so quick, and mm-hmm. and then I'm looking at I'm like, oh, I didn't do any, didn't take a single like clip of footage today. <laughs> yeah. Or all I got was like the one time I zoomed in on these U's that were down below me, or yep. or whatever. And I got and it gets it was a little more frustrating for me this year because it took me three whole days till I was really finding finding rams or mm-hmm. anything. I uh, I found one group of rams, but there wasn't anything I was interested in. So all this co- covering all this country that I'm like there should be rams here, and there just weren't. Kind of lit a fire or just really like kind of made me maybe not enjoy it less, but up to the business. Yeah. The the business imperative. (laughs) Yep. And then filming that, I mean, and that's sort of the other thing we, we hauled along the video camera with us and you were good about getting it out. Yeah. You know, and, and so thinking about it, it's like, if you're not filming for three days, just, doing business and all of a sudden well now that here's here's business then where's that part of the story where's yeah. that part of the story and and with both of us i mean we get into those slippery rocks you know if, if i was out with you mm-hmm. i'd be filming you going don't fall yeah but if you do it's gonna look real good for the cameraman yeah and and we're not doing that together so what i found was most of the filming was sort of just a lot of like recap stuff that's, yeah it's fine if we want to look back on it in five years and go, Oh yeah, that was that. But, you know, watching someone sit there and monologue 15 recaps. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, 
Yeah. And I don't know the types of videos I do for that points North page on Facebook for outdoor life. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the recap stuff. And I don't have to do a little bit of that with yeah. this just cause it, I, I just found it so tough to really without, all right, set up the tripod over here mm-hmm. and go glass and, and do all this stuff. That's so much easier with two people. Um, you just had to do some of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, I'm not setting the tripod up over there cause I need my spotting scope and the wind's blowing 40 miles an hour mm-hmm. and I'm freezing mm-hmm. and, uh, just all these things I do. And I was lo- looking for a place to set my camera up when I shot that Ram this year. Um, I was just, I couldn't find a rock to prop it up on cause I had my rifle on the, on mm-hmm. my tripod and, uh, that would have been really cool to get. Yep. You know, I got a little, I got some of the, of the one of the rams or the other, one of the legal rams in that group bedded, you know, a hundred yards away for a while. And then the next shots after, after mine's dead and they're, they're kind of standing there. Yep. But, uh, it is what it is. You can only do, do so much. Well, you know, and I think filming, the idea of filming is sort of, it's you almost have to commit to it the same way that you would commit to like bow hunting. Like if yeah. you're going to commit to a bow hunt, don't bring your gun. Exactly. <laughs> and if if you're going to commit to filming, it's sort of like you you almost have to be willing to not let the animal get out of your sights, but there's going to be so many other sacrifices. Yeah. that you're going to have to make in order to get the footage that you need to to actually tell a a um a fluent story mm-hmm. and and get all the good footage that you want and um I, I don't know it's it's really tough i mean i haven't done a lot of filming in the last couple few years because it it's just so invasive to yeah. kind of i don't know the the it moment stops but, the flow if you yeah, have to stop really and does. say okay yeah. wait i'm gonna i have to set the i have to get the camera out like, yeah, know, yeah, and that's not even, and that's not even doing like the the silly like reenactments. That's just like, all right, no, I have to, yeah. I want to kind of capture this. Yep. So I know what you mean because it like it's very enjoyable to me to just hunt, yeah, and not, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not worry so much about that. But uh, it's it's definitely a challenge, and uh, uh, lost my train of thought again. You'll have to bear with me. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries, no worries. But uh, yeah, it's the f- filming and capturing a story is tough. But I'm I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, well, we couldn't get couldn't get the shot on camera, so I'm not shooting. And, like it is way too hard to work. Yeah. Um. And what are you really there for? You're there to hunt sheep. Yeah. I mean, there for the experience. Yeah, it's all, yeah. In some way, sorry, I didn't mean, no, <laughs> didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say it, it just popped in my head. In some ways, it's maybe not totally, but I think could be like people recording a concert, a live concert on their phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, you know, because you still are experienced, but it does take away from that fluidity of what you're doing and. It, it, it's kind of stressful and distracting a little bit to, to I noticed, really have yeah. to get all that. It is. I noticed that a long time ago with, with, with the parents. I would watch parents video t- video their kids. And you see this all the time if you start looking out for it. They're so busy with their with their filming 
that they're not interacting with the kids who are doing doing their thing. Like it, it's such a it's a it removes you from the experience. That's that's my perception of it. In a lot of cases, it, it just it removes removes you from being in that present moment and actually experiencing what is happening at that time. Yeah, I think that's probably spot on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So that's my that's my new go to excuse now. <laughs> no, I've really really needed to experience this fully. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my my second hunt, I decided. I said, I'm not. I'm not even going to bring it. I'm just not going to do yeah. it. And I took two pictures, the three pictures, the entire hunt. That was it. Wow. And it, um, you know, it was so much more enjoyable well i say i say wow but i think other than what i had on my phone i took not a lot of pictures on my phone and only pictures you know trophy photos Mm -hmm. with my actual Mm -hmm. photo camera because it's another thing i got to worry about getting out and i'm like ah more mountains (laughs) there's camp (laughs) yeah there (laughs) yeah you know there's the the mud hole I'm digging my, you know, getting my water out of. Yeah. Which it, I I think I've made it beyond the Giardia stage. What is it, like 14 days, they say? Yeah. Yeah, I think something two like weeks, that? something like two that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. I, I, and I'm almost always really good about treating my water. I like those Aquamira drops. Yep. That's what mm-hmm. I use. And uh, up there on the mountain, you know, once I got up there, I was never below like 5,300 feet for... Mm-hmm. Till after I was packed, till I was packing my sheep out. But uh, you know, I'm sure you've done it. Get up in a saddle or somewhere where you don't want to. And I was following the water all the way up to see exactly mm-hmm. how far I'd have to go down and uh, get up in the saddle. And it's all squishy, and you know, see it's moist. Or you take a big rock and or an ice axe or whatever, and yep. dig out a hole and let it fill up. Yep. And so was eating some pretty sedimentary water. But I was treating all that. I was treating, I was just eat, I was eating sediment, but uh, treating that, and then super as soon as I got down to the creek, I'm like, ah, there ain't no giardia here. <laughs> so most of the time, those like real clear, fast run, you know, you pull it out of real fast moving water, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Don't take my word yeah. for it, but. <laughs> oh, we drink quite a bit of water just straight out of the creeks. Yeah, yeah it's, I've stopped treating a lot of yeah. water, and, and I don't, I don't know that that's a smart thing but it doesn't i haven't had any problems yeah and i'm in yep. you know you saying that it's not like you're going to be drinking straight out of a hole in a rock with sheep shit in it which we did we end up did. doing this <laughs> yeah. no moose shit yeah. <laughs> like, oh you like, didn't okay. treat that well, no. we, yeah oh. we boiled it though oh. I mean, yeah oh, yeah oh that's, that's yeah. yeah it was that's boiled okay. yeah. yeah i know some of the frank one time he I wouldn't pull water out of this hole. There was like like a dead bird laying next to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he he tried it. He did it like the triple dose and he just took one drink and just said it was so nasty. But, you know, stuff with a little where you're reaching down on the rocks and the little pools and yep. there's little worms and stuff in <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Just try to kill all that stuff. But uh Well, you know, it's like I I think about it. I mean, like when I was a kid, the cows would cross the creeks. And, of course, every time a cow hits a creek, it's got a shit. So, I mean, I used to drink out of those things all the time, all the time. And it's like, well, that's got – it's full of cow shit. I don't know. Maybe – 
Beaver shit's not that bad. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least, you know, at least most of the time sheep hunting, you're upstream of where any beaver. Yeah. Yep. You know, I guess you never know when something dead's laying in the creek, but I, I generally treat it, but I was on the way back. I'm in the four wheeler. I'm like, oh, I'm not yep. in the mood for this. I got, a, I got two weeks to sort, yep. <laughs> to sort it out, but, uh. That was kind of a rabbit trail in itself, too. The four-wheeler deal? No, the where I just went on with the treat and water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can, we can go down whatever rabbit trail we want. Yeah, exactly. It's my podcast, yeah. so <laughs> if yeah. you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. But, uh, yeah, that was um, kind of going back initially. You sent that kind of that hunt recap i really like that and it's i know the feeling and i'm sure most people do that do that you know not necessarily just sheep hunting but do that kind of stuff it's like you get you've been out isolated for so you know having this crazy cool experience and then you get back and you just have to get you it's you feel like you're going to lose it if you don't yeah write it down or just the in kind of intensity of that experience is going to fade mm-hmm which, you know, I try to, like, when I'm writing stories or whatever, I try to write stuff down as quick as I can. Most of the time, it's not right out, so i got to hand it to you for banging that out. <laughs> oh, I, I, right I just, I can't sleep, you know? I mean, that I think that was sort of one of the other things we, we talked a lot about going into it. It was like, the more we put into this, the more we're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And And I think that's... You know, with any with any hunt, I don't care if you're a whitetail hunter or you're going moose hunting or, you know, caribou hunting, whatever you do, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And um, we we put a lot into into this year's hunt. And it actually was, a for me personally, it was a pretty hard, it, it took me a while to kind of come down from the hunt. And we found ourselves sitting there like, well, now what do what we do? What are we going to do? because it's hard to jump right back into real life again you know it's 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 it's, it can be challenging to reintegrate i think anytime no matter Mm -hmm. if you're hunting or if you're just out but anytime you've been out in the elements with bare necessities coming back to civilization um it's just it just it takes some reintegration oh your clothes got wet here's just let me go grab a dry shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, I uh, one time I almost uh, this was years ago, but I remember it all. I caught myself getting ready to take a piss, like in the Fred Meyer parking lot. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I had just got back, and you know, I'm, I'm like, wait, I can't yeah. do that yeah. here. You know, you're yeah. just all just the, almost. It's almost like a little taste of the ultimate freedom, mm-hmm. right? Well, and here maybe you could get away with that just fine. I yeah, mean, you probably could. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I think I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess before we get too crazy, gone. Why don't you tell? Why don't you guys tell me a little bit about how this hunt went down and the result? Maybe. Yeah. So, so the result we um, we hiked in 11 miles on the first day and, mm-hmm. and we set up camp and slept, got up the next day, got plenty of sleep. And, um, I mean, 
everybody sort of does it different in the country that that we're hunting in allows us to be able to do this. So we went up high to glass for the next night and um, immediately within an hour of being up there, uh, found a legal ram. Wow. And we, I had kind of decided that if I was going to shoot another ram, I wanted, I wanted just a kind of a, a more mature ram, kind of a bigger Mm -hmm. ram. And, and so we looked at them all afternoon, and I heard years ago, I can't remember where I heard it, but don't don't pass on the first day what you would take on the last. Yep. And so I kind of had that running through my head this whole time, and I said, well, I just want to get closer to him. So we went down the next, we, we left that night, went after, after him in the dark, and um, we caught up to him about quarter to five the next morning at about 40 yards. Oh man. You know, and and um I've never been that close to a ram and I just I had just peered over, we were hunting around and it was still pretty dark and the mist and the fog and I just see an ass and a ball sack and so I immediately yeah. dropped down and I wanted Erica whatever happened, I wanted Erica to be there to see it. Yeah. And so I had her move up and I creeped back up forward. And sure as shit, he's looking right at me. And I see his eyes roll immediately, and I knew it was going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. So he takes off, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even know what – I don't know what this was, is, yeah. you know? And and um, so I'm kind of looking at him through the scope, and and yes, that's that's the ram. He was bedded with one other one, and, and um, I just wasn't – focused and committed to the shot so much as I mm-hmm. was looking at his horns through my scope and so he um I I popped three of them as he was scooting away <laughs> and he stopped out there I don't know quite a quite, quite a long ways away yeah. and he just looks back at us and right on the edge of the rock like right on disappear. the edge of the rock and <laughs> And so off off they went. And honestly, that was just a great way to start. I've never been so happy to miss an animal yeah. in my whole life. I really haven't. I mean, I actually turned around and, and just kind of started laughing about yeah. the whole scene. <laughs> well, at least you didn't miss him five times and only have three more bullets left. For yeah, yeah. Well, the... Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So... That was... That one. Yeah, we're sitting in quite a... <laughs> Quite an impressive room here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven sheep heads on the wall. Yeah, yeah I might be able to squeeze another one in here. Right. I've got three in the house and a, one at the taxidermist and one sitting on the table over there. <laughs> waiting to go. Waiting to go. Yeah. But, uh, so. Well, your reaction was not like my reaction when that happened. I had a high, I had a high speed come apart. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. which normally would kind of yeah. be be the case, you yeah. know. But um, it was early. It was it know, was early it and just opened, and you know, I wasn't. Um, I just wasn't wasn't bummed that yeah. that, that had happened, and so. You know, we went back and and we hadn't slept the night before, so we were just, you know, the the mind begins to play tricks and the walk back feels three times as mm-hmm. long. And so I think we got back to tent about mid afternoon the next day, slept, um, 
and decided we were going to leave that that whole area and go up and over, get out of the valley we were in. So we did we did that. We packed up camp, and um, that was by far the best weather day that we had out there, mm-hmm. and it was just beautiful. So um, we spent the whole afternoon, the whole kind of afternoon and evening up up top in the crags just running the – the running lines. the tops, looking down into the bowls. And yeah. We ended up finding right, I don't know, probably seven, eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night, we found a group of, uh, I think it was what, nine? Nine. Nine rams. And there was two studs in that in that group. And so we, we were just kind of watching them for a while and waiting until it got dark so we could we could actually make a move because I wasn't sure, you know, the rocks and everything like that on the backside of where they were. It's like, I know if we wait until it's dark, we can get away with a move. Yeah. Whereas if we try and go around the backside and we hit something that's too steep or too gnarly, you're kind of stuck chasing them up high from behind, which is not the best, (laughs) not the best vantage you want to have. So, um, but while we were sitting there, all the way across the valley, we saw a little band of four up high in the crags, and one of them was just an absolute stud ram. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as soon as I saw him, I, I knew that was one of the bigger rams I'd ever seen. And um, But it was a long ways away. It was like we've got probably five legal rams in this group with two studs. Yeah. Let's, let's not push our luck. This is more than you know i i'd never seen a band of nine rams before so i was yeah pretty well stoked and oh um, yeah well and and i can't think of any bands of nine or ten that i've seen with five legals in them yeah i mean it was it was pretty impressive especially for for that that area so Mm -hmm. i was i was stoked and um so we went down after them and we didn't you know i think we kind of crashed in the tent we set ourselves up and we might have slept for maybe an hour mm-hmm. and um started hiking back up in in the dark form in the morning and and it seems like in that area about five o'clock they just get up and start moving so it's like if you can get there before five or right around five they're still going to be real close yeah and, to where you put them to bed yep Yep, and we had to lose sight of them for the majority of the time that we were down. Mm-hmm. And so we got up there about six. It was a little bit later, and of course, three of them were still left there. No, uh, no legals in that. In, in the three that yeah. were still kind of there, so we we um, started hunting around for them. And I didn't. I don't like being at the same elevation looking for yeah. sheep and so uh we ended up seeing just just the back line of one of them down below us and so there was a bench we had to get down and kind of go across to mm-hmm. get to them and as we were doing that there was no cover to use or anything like that and so we're out in the middle of the wide open we've got about 100 yards to go and up pops this one little ram He's the scout. He's the lookout. Yeah. He's just looking at us. And so he just, he had us dialed <laughs> yeah. and we sat there and 
just tried to freeze and he disappeared and it's like you know this is not going to work out yeah. in your favor. <laughs> this is not. Yeah. He's not just going to go over there and relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So within probably 40 seconds the whole band starts coming up out of that drainage and I ranged them at first at about 200 yards and of course they're all together mm-hmm. and there's I'm you just can't can't really do that. And so Erica had the rangefinder, and it wouldn't. I'm sitting there. Finally, they spaced out enough, and I'm just on the best ram yeah. in there. And I'm going range him, range him. It's it's reading 684 yards. I'm like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, we know that's <laughs> not the case. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they're just moving so quick, and so yeah. she just goddamn this thing and, and throws it, and I get it, and it's it. I'm about a 300. 300 plus yard shot that's yeah. about where i practice too and yeah and so i range them and they were at 419 and i said that's that's it walking at 419 i'm done yeah. game over yep yeah that especially when they're moving to you know that, that yeah it throws a hole not only are you struggling to hold where you need to hold but you know and whether you're a guy that likes to hold and let them walk into it and squeeze it off or track. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it just wasn't going to work out in, in anybody's favor, not ours and certainly not a lethal shot for a sheep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we kind of messed around with them. We found them again in the afternoon and the wind really picked up and there was no way to get downwind of them. So I just said, let's, push our luck and i mean we're up here they're there maybe something weird will happen and they won't catch our wind they caught our wind and that was the end of that so um i got pretty close to them again but we did i thought we were actually gonna mm -hmm. get a shot yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was final stock and and i was had just peaked but that's the thing i mean you're within 200 yards now your wind yeah and big now time. you're moving i couldn't get above them so i had to come down at their same level mm-hmm. again and and um you know i'm peering over my rocks and, and they already know something's up yeah they're already bunched together and and um so off they went you know and they, they had already kind of, I mean, it probably took me 15, 20 minutes to get into that position and mm-hmm. just spent too much time right in there with them and off they went. So we, um, back to camp again. Yeah. <laughs> another, another long walk back. Cause that was late afternoon by the time that yeah. had worked so out. So how many hours of sleep had you guys gotten in the previous like 48? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Five. I, don't <laughs> I mean, we we stopped and crashed in the tent for maybe an hour, maybe two, something like that yeah. that night or the the, the previous night before. Night before. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, I mean, we were we were tired. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> we were tired. And it's not just staying up for two days playing video games type of right. No. Until either you were like fully exhausted yeah yep. yep. so that that was our second real big real big push you know kind of an all-nighter type mm-hmm. deal and and um you know that one that one hurt because i felt like we we were there i mean i kind of mm-hmm. had that ram not have popped up things were looking really good for us and do you think some of that may 
<laughs> like the increased level of of pissed offedness has something to do with the like the effort you would put forth like pre I'm trying to think of a cool way to say this. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, you're like pushing so hard, pushing, pushing without sleep, pushing, pushing. All right, it's that close and then Sure. You know, because yeah. it's like if ah, if I stumble into something and oh well I don't get a shot, oh well Big I deal. wasn't planning on that right. anyway. Yep. Yeah, you know? I think there's a there's a I felt like I felt disappointed. I was disappointed that evening. I think we both were, you know. It just feels it felt like we had been working really hard. And that happens. Like you work really hard and it doesn't always work out. Right. And that's yeah. and that's hunting. And I think yeah. being frustrated sometimes is a part of hunting and there's just oh, yeah. nothing you can do about it. I mean, we sat mm-hmm. sat there and watched those rams at 200 yards knowing they were probably at just 80 feeding. Yeah. And now now they're in a line and it's like you can't stop them. I mean, they're just nope. they're they're moving and, and, and it's th- this one and going back to this ram i talked about before that i'd missed five times and that's one of the reasons my my biggest excuse as i had the is the first i just got a set of those swallow eel ranges mm-hmm. and you have to set them to compensate for the angle oh okay that's my excuse a shot over his right over his back and I'm mm-hmm. like, I got, I tr- like trust your equipment, like had to be some fluke. And, but what had happened, we tried to push this stock and there were 47 rams scattered all over this. And we knew where he was, was bedded and tried to push this stock from below, which mm-hmm. is iffy at best. And one little ram busted us and took off and we were out of sight of all of them, except he came over and busted us, ran back. And then it was. 47 rams and, and i'd never seen anything like it still to this day yeah. three groups just this mass and somehow they weren't run. they were just walking off mm-hmm. they, you know we set up real quick and and he uh you know managed all right well he's the second one or he's the third one back and the second you know managed to find him yep and they you know kind of man and he stopped and had clean shots at him every mm-hmm. time but i just i got frazzled and it and happens, it, yeah. You know, it, yep. you know when when that first bullet hits a rock, stuff go go. Your compo- my composure, most people's composure tends to go downhill rapidly. I think. Yeah, and and that's the um, main maintaining that composure. I think is is the battle. Yeah. I mean, and that was a you know I think that's like speaks very well to you making the decision. Like, all right, this is not a shot I want to you know recognizing that this whereas this one i ended up killing him three days later but there's just in hindsight there was too much that could have gone wrong you know just sending lead out there even though i thought you know thought i was thinking it through very methodically i'm like i hindsight i'm like i was more frazzled than i should have been and just all the thinking of all the you know what if i'd clipped another one somehow or I mean, you know, because all kinds of weird stuff can happen, especially when you when you get rattled. Yeah, I mean, the reality of the situation: if you knock something down that you don't intend to walk down, and you walk up, and here's a sublegal ram you had no intention of shooting, but it's dead from your bullet. Yeah. Wow. 
Oh yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, I get, I don't know about you. I still, this year, not so much, but a lot of Rams like that I see and I'm like, up. he's hundred percent, you know, I still get nervous walking up to him. Yeah. Well, no, I was, this one, I could still kind of like, look at my binos. He was only a hundred yards away. All right. That's the right one. But there's still just like this little thing in your stomach that's like what if you walk up there and he's the wrong ramp yeah yep (laughs) or he's not legal you know totally yeah and that's you know in in all of that decision making process like kind of going in and saying we're not looking for something that we can we can make legal yeah you know and and so that that having that mindset going into it beforehand that we're not just trying to punch a tag yep that that helps an awful lot with that. I think so too, because I kind of I look back on oh the you know I mean the first like several years it was like for me it took me a little longer maybe I'm like how am I going to do this again how am I going to find another you know find yeah, a lead and you sure. start looking at Rams that are really hard and, I, and that was one of the first things I was told is if you have to make his horns grow put your spot and scope back in your pack and keep walking because he's not worth it yeah. Yeah, you know, and and it's it, over the years I've gotten better at aging, aging them in certain. Mm-hmm. You know, the lighting has to be correct, has to be right, or or you know compatible, and you know some rams their rings just don't pop like they like you would expect them to, and and almost as a just kind of an observation. Yeah, I, I kind of like to if, see if I can see how old different rams are mm-hmm. that I'm looking at, but. It was, you know, oh, I think he's illegal. You know, it's not a game you want to play. Like, it, no. it, will, it will bite you. Yeah. I, you know, been fortunate that, you know, looked over all mine plenty well enough to know, but you still, I still get nervous when, yeah. when, if they're any kind of close. I mean, this one, when I, making the decision to shoot him was easy, but then I'm like, oh, what is, because it's just pandemonium once you pull the trigger. Yeah. And then, oh well, you know, you're you're all rattled and excited, mm-hmm. and well, it's it's similar. What, I mean, if, what if something happened? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel mean, like I'm talking about this way too much. But, yeah, no, but I've I spent, mean, I've like spent a lot of time agonizing over, yeah, over that, and I think a lot of guys do, especially you know if it's just oh, just any legal sheep. Yep. I mean, any any animal that you harvest, you don't know what it actually is until you get your hands on it. Yep. And and that, I mean, it's the same deal with, with moose. I mean, if you're out in a 50-inch zone, mm-hmm. I mean, until you can throw your tape, I mean, unless it's a monster and you know, I mean, there's yeah. still always so much of that stuff that it it just makes everything real once you can put your hands on it. And, yeah. And kind of put those nerves to, to rest. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... You know, we, we walked away from that situation and went uh, went back to camp again. We got out the next day, and it was it was actually a pretty shitty day. Yeah. And so we we got out of bed, and it was just socked in with fog. You know, we were pretty high up in the valley, and um, the fog broke, and the four with that real big one that we'd seen two days ago. We're on our side. And so we were kind of sitting there debating throughout the morning, should we move? Should we just 
give that group a couple days and mm-hmm. or um go go chase something that may not be there and and there they were so yeah. we um we kind of checked in and said all right are, are we ready to go climb the highest peak on the next valley over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is where they were and we said okay let's uh let's let's do this and so we let the fog roll through, and as it did, we just shot across the valley. There was a nice drainage to be able to get up, mm-hmm. get up through, and so yeah, within five six hours, we we were up there and dropped packs, and and so we're hunting around. And of course, a lot of times everything is different than what it looks like from yep. some other vantage point, and it's much softer up there, and and everything's smoother. It's not as jagged, and I just feel so exposed up there and you know it it brings me back to like whitetail hunting it's like take a few steps scan take a few steps scan and sure as shit just up above me i barely caught for just a couple seconds the ram sneaking out in a way and i looked back at eric and i said we just got busted and i just go (laughs) i just kind of look around and there was this sort of big precipice of rock yeah and i said gotta go gotta go now and i just took off and scrambled up to the top and literally the second i got up there they had just cleared the backside and they were up on another saddle oh man and i knew they were within range and i got my range finder out and it won't take a reading and i don't know if it was the mist or what was fog going on the really fog yep. i mean i hit it three or four times through it for the second time this trip <laughs> <laughs> and um i said i'm just gonna have to test this the old school way yeah. and um you know i shoot a 270 and so at like 300 yards i've got about 14 inches of drop mm-hmm. and so i shot and it hit above his back it hit the rocks above him and I'm like, all right, we're, we're in range here. And he was, he led the group the whole way. So I had no, no problems. And it took a few more shots yeah, than, uh, than I would have liked to have brought that, brought that all to a close. But so he, um, the other three Rams kind of left and he just kept standing there and I'm out of bullets at this point. I was counting, and it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> and and in the back of my mind, I'm kind of thinking there was this one point where I thought, man, if there's anyone out there that can hear this right now, they must be wondering what in the fuck's going on. <laughs> I've heard a couple of those in my, <laughs> but it was it was one of those things where it was like, okay, every shot, shoot, relax, focus, pull the trigger nothing you know yeah I, I don't see any reaction and so the other rams kind of leave and and he's left standing there and i'm going i knew i'd hit him at yeah. one point because he kept kind of picking up his leg but i knew he wasn't like hurt but he's not moving and so the other ones take off and i look at erica and i'm like uh, go keep, back to our packs and get more bullets yeah <laughs> like, they're like uh, i don't know exactly where ammo, they are down yeah. there yeah <laughs> And so I realized that's not an option. I mean, we left our packs a, an hour ago. Yeah. And so he turns around and I see blood running down his back. 
and I'm like, okay, he's hurt. He's actually hurt, and that's he's not moving because and then and then he bedded down. Yeah, and then I said, okay, this is this is uh, this is going to happen, and so he bedded down, and we watched him expire right there, and we just left him, went down, found our packs. That fortunately didn't take too too long. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, and and you know, at that point, we got up back up there again. And it starts, the sleet starts coming yeah. in, and we're up on the like, highest what, point. It's like six o'clock? It's like it. six o'clock at this point. And, you know, we just snapped a couple pictures real quick, and we're like, all right, let's let's get, get on with this. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we got them dealt with, and um, boy, it had been a while since I had like a full pack on my back <laughs> yeah. in the rocks. It was yeah. like, ooh. Ooh, and shit just wet. got real. Yep. Yeah, it's wet, it was wet. that uh, a lot of that black lichen. Oh up yeah, there. that black that stuff. Stuff's the worst. It's the worst. It's yeah. great when it's dry, and yeah. as soon as it gets wet, you do not want anything to do with it. It's it's, <laughs> it's one of the, every year yep. I find myself cussing that stuff because yeah. yeah, like you said, when it's dry, the stuff's like sandpaper. Yeah, you it's could, awesome. You could do anything. Yep. I mean, and when it's wet, it's like seaweed, like oh, at yeah. the ocean. You, know, you just don't want to. <laughs> yeah so we got it um we got back to camp that night and um i brought i didn't keep him out on the on yeah. the hill so i we still had another climb up the other side of the valley to camp so mm -hmm. i left the meat kind of out in a big opening found some good rocks and we went back down the next morning and and hiked out the following day and then that's kind of where things got got interesting that that next yeah that next night it's squirrely yeah yeah so <laughs> i mean that turned into a whole drama itself afterwards because we we were up high and there was no good water and of course we're back down getting back down into the timber at mm -hmm. this point and um the first thing i did when i being a boner i dropped one of the meat bags into the garbage bag back up on the mountain Instead of putting the garbage bag in my backpack and then yeah. putting the meat in, I throw all the meat in the garbage bag and then sit there and struggle trying to figure out how to get it into my backpack. Yeah. In the course of doing that, I put this big ass hole in the garbage bag. Yeah. So of course, it's every, dripping. Yeah. It's yeah. Dripping. yeah. <laughs> Covered. So, um, you know, it's nine nine thirty. I'm smoked. It's time to set up camp, and all that's there is. Um, down down in the creek in these super thick willows. I mean, dropping down in there, I was like, oh, we need yeah. to come back here and look for moose sheds in the spring. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, it just had that eerie feeling, you know? It's just dusky, dark willows. <laughs> yeah. Creek. And so um, what... So um, we, get, we get camp set up. I set up the meet. And Erica was down washing blood off the mountain house and she comes back up out of the creek and I'm trying to play it cool. You know, I've got my back to everything. Like we don't need to worry about bears. Yeah. <laughs> and she comes up out of the creek and all of a sudden her eyes get big and she goes, bear, bear, bear. And fortunately I've, I've got my gun right there. So I just grab my gun and turn around and here's this black bear about 
Oh, 15, 20 feet? 15, 20 feet in between me and the tents, like kind of walking towards me. So I immediately start kind of hollering at it and um, it just stands there like a dummy. And, and yeah. so I shoot the rocks in front of it and it it um, just kind of like lumbers off back into the... Yeah, he it, was just really not really concerned about anything, any noise yeah. that we were making or he... Yeah. When I looked at him, he was just like he was he was dialed in on Jason. When <laughs> yeah. I came up from the creek, he was like just dialed in on him and he's doing that the like slink. sneak thing. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah. slink bad, thing. Bad it's news. bad. Yeah. Once yeah. It gets to that point. Yeah. Yeah. He was up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I'm I just kind of I I look I, I look at Eric and I'm like we're going to have a fucking problem tonight. Yeah, he's not going to go away. No way. So about Three minutes later, the water's still still trying to boil water, and he comes back out over at the meat. And so I've got the meat probably, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 yards from the tent down this kind of like little stream bed alley mm-hmm. through the willows yeah. where I can see it. And I've got my backpack, and I had hung up shirts and socks, just as much human scent that we wouldn't be wearing yeah. as, as I could get. And so I start storming over there, kind of yelling at him, and he starts pulling socks down out of the trees and not concerned. Mm. Oh no, you yeah. aren't going to tell him what to do. No, no. no. Oh, he'd so. taken ownership. He he he. He's <laughs> like, this is mine. <laughs> so he comes over. I I go over there and I get to within about twenty yards, and he starts swiping into the meat pile, and I've got it covered with. Um, just this year, I got one of those uh, Kafaru sheep tarps. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Kind of. But uh, so he starts swiping at shit and getting into the meat. And so I kind of pick up my tone a little bit. And so he he kind of is beginning to get agitated with me yeah. at this point. And he stands there and he kind of turns up and he looks at me and he pops his jaw a couple times. And I said, this is fucking enough. So I put a bullet through his head and dropped him right there and didn't. So we went back, had dinner, yeah, slept through the night or did. Yeah. (laughs) We got in the tent for a couple of hours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, in, in the dark, down in the thick stuff, that's not. I figured we were just as, just as well to stay there for the night and wait, wait until the morning. And so, um. You know, we're already packed to the max, and so I ended up leaving the bear right yeah. there. I, I had filmed everything mm-hmm. when I left, or before we left, after it had happened, and um, kind of went went through the scene. And you know, I I know you're supposed to harvest or supposed to salvage the hide and the skull. Um, your options are kind of limited when you're maxed yeah, out. Yeah. Yep. So we we left it and off we we continued on and made it back to the truck and went home and so I I sat on that for I mean a we're just smoked yeah it was another stretch another another night with no sleep we had this big wedding we had on Saturday so I waited too long to make the phone call but made the phone call. So yeah. I called the troopers and let them know what had happened. And so then 
they they told me do not go get the bear we are going to go get this with a chopper and i thought that was kind of like why that's a lot of gas a money lot you're going to go get a, you know <laughs> especially being that it was docu- that you documented yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah and and so i sent them the video of of the whole scene sent it to them in you know three different mm-hmm. clips so you could actually send it on over over the deal and over the internet and um you know i mean every single day i was in contact with them saying i will go get this just yeah. tell me you want this bear salvaged i mean yeah. it's it's a you saw the video it's a mangy ass black bear yeah what what do you want me to do in this situation and and so they said and and i recorded the phone calls documented mm-hmm. everything they wouldn't say don't go get it in on email yeah but i got them to say it on a recorded phone call finally gotcha and um I, well they were saying it and i started recording our phone yeah. calls yeah so they couldn't get in there for 2 days cuz of weather so i finally said this is i'm i'm driving up there i'm going to go get it and so hiked back in um, you know, and that was a little, it was like, what are you going to, yeah. What are you going to find when you're there? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you like what if there's another bear sitting on this? Yeah. So I had my video camera yeah, and or like, what the things like just slipping hair all over the place. Yeah. I mean, deal, you know, yep. And so believe it or not, I mean, the bear was in great shape. Huh? Nothing had touched it. It was laying there just as if it was, it had happened the night before. Hmm. And so, yeah, I skinned them out, brought them the hide and the skull and brought it down to uh, the trooper station. And we had, I don't know, just a, a a long and very frank conversation about the whole situation. Yeah. And he had to go call his supervisor. And so we called his supervisor and, you know, they wouldn't even tell me if the kill was justified or not huh. because the book contradicts itself. Yeah. It says you can't kill a scavenger, but then it. You know, if we but but also you know, and the thing that comes to my mind, yeah, you, like you're not supposed to kill it to protect your meat. However, you know, life and property, a, you know, tear up your however many dollar sheep tarp that you may need as an emergency shelter, or, or you know, yeah. but the biggest thing is what is it going to do that night? It's already showing you that it's not afraid of you, right? Yeah, and so I mean, I felt I had done everything i'd given that bear more than enough chances to leave the area and at that point i had two three bullets left oh yeah i was counting those too (laughs) the reserve bullets special bullets that never come out Uh and um so so the the kill was justified and they had said you know the documentation of what had happened so, you know, my lesson learned from all of that is like, if you've got a buddy with a video camera, you can take pictures of you standing there, even with a cell phone, yeah, yelling at the bear and you can get both people in that photo. Yeah. Something like that. Document that situation that you've done everything you can do um, without provoking an actual charge from yeah. an animal. But um so, yeah, it, it worked out. There were no citations, and their big problem was I did not immediately report the kill. Mm. So, 
you know, I think several days had gone by. Yeah, so before I called that in. Lessons just to get it in right away. Yeah, get it in right away. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, and I've I've thought about that. I mean, was thinking about it this year as I go and as I was going in, you know, what would what like the theoretical, what would I do if I had to DLP a grizzly bear day two of my mm-hmm. hunt? It's like, what do you want me to, like, I've drawn this tag. The season's only 15 days long. Is it, you know, and it's, like, I, it's not my fault. They'll tell you, you know? what they want you to do. Yeah, they'll you know? tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've I've played with what the heck is the real, is <laughs> is the the right thing to do by the law. What's the right thing to do and what the heck would you even do? I mean, fortunately... Haven't been faced with that situation, but <laughs> well, and in, in I mean, you you spent plenty of time around around bears, so yeah. I mean, you know, when there's a bad bear, you just kind of know it, yeah. And and um, you know, I don't think that any trooper would expect you to needlessly put your life in jeopardy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and, and yeah. As to far as that goes, you know, I. I feel like I, I can read them well enough. It's, it's not the, you know, if, if I got to pull the trigger, I'm at the point where I feel like I have no choice but to shoot the thing. That doesn't, it's, it's what the heck about my sheep hunt now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the brakes, <laughs> You know, it's, man. it's do I, and, and, you know, I've leaned toward this, I don't know what they, you know, of skin the thing out, roll it up, Call them, say, "Hey, this happened. I'll pack them out when I'm done with my sheep on. I don't know, you know." And that that might be a fair question to ask them beforehand. I mean, you yeah, know, I I can't I can't say that I felt like they were trying to work with me on this one, which I, was I know the feeling, <laughs> you know, and and that was that was sort of my fear, and and I kind of like felt that like they're I was, just trying to to get you you know i mean he told me he said i would have been cited had they been able to have gotten in i would have been cited for not salvaging Hmm. had they been able to have flown in which was handy that you had the recording of them telling you not yeah not to yeah (laughs) that was going to come out yep and so that that to me was was the only part of the situation that was like i offered i told you it it's tuesday yeah. I'll be in my truck today, and I yeah. will have you that bear tomorrow. Like, what do you want me to do in this situation? And they told me what they wanted me to do, and then they told me they would have cited me for it. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, fellas. Yeah, it's – and maybe I I just have a fear of <laughs> finding myself crossways with the law no, to nothing wrong that I've done. You know, and I think that's everybody because no one wants to – go be an outlaw no um, no yep. you know, no but you want to feel like they're there to actually help to help in a situation like that to tell you what is the right point, thing to do you know? Yep. you know and if you don't feel like you can go freely and ask a question and maybe you've made an honest mistake and but you need to know and and that's i think that wildlife tro- troopers should be ambassadors they sh- that's what that's their that's their position that's yeah. their role and i've met some and, i've met some some really good I'm ones i'm sure there's some great ones you know i fortunately have not had any run-ins with some i've heard and it's all 
stories. Right. But, you, you know, I'm sure there's some that aren't near as well well to help you you know the most of the most of them that i've met have they want you to have a good time and be successful and and do things the right way you know so and you know even some stupid stuff like i had one guy one time was just getting license check or or had i killed something i can't i can't remember but i just remember him saying all right now don't give that to me unless it's signed. So if you need to turn around for a second, but don't give that to me unless it's, you know, like a harvest ta- or what well, a harvest Waterfowl ticket. Waterfowl stamp. There, yeah. Your duck stamp, your federal stamp, I think. Or, uh, or maybe it was just my hunting license because you have to sign, you know, mm. you print the one, if you oh, okay. get it online yep. and print it off, gotcha. you just have to sign it. But it's, it's not valid until it's signed, even yeah. though it's a stupid, you know, yeah. something that is, inconsequential yeah um anyway but yeah like you like to think that they're you know they're out to help you and and help you understand if if you're not doing things you shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i mean all in all it um all in all it worked out and it i was just so glad to have it done and over with yeah that was the big thing i mean it 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 allowed me to put kind of everything to rest. No, I did everything yep. right. I could have improved, and now I know that. Mm-hmm. So it it just allowed me to put everything to kind of bed and, and yeah. be able to look back and not have this either big dirty secret that or I have little, to keep like, and foul memory. You know, like yeah. little sour memory of the yeah. Is know. that bear going to wash down mm-hmm. the creek in the springtime? <laughs> yeah, or you know, like what? So. It, uh, yeah, yeah, it was nice to just be able to oh, put yeah. it all away. Yep. Yeah, and I think, you know, that was probably probably about what I would have done. You know, from the sounds of it, <laughs> he would have got shot for sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, so yeah, you got back and what that ram tape out at. Yeah, so <laughs> so that night when, when we got back, I had to throw a tape on him, and and I had, uh, 40 and a half on his left side. And when I brought him to fish and game, it was just over 40 and a half, 40 and three quarters, something like that. And his right side was 39 and a half or 39. Yeah. Something like that. And really had, nice Ram. Yeah. yeah he's a be- He was beautiful. He really was. Yeah. Yeah. Really quite a, quite a gift, quite a, mm-hmm. quite a specimen. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's he was he was pretty. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Just boiling in envy over here. <laughs> no. No, he's a, he's a really nice ram. It's funny cuz you you know, everyone like this year there's been so many like seeing pictures of quite a few nice rams getting killed like, yeah. you know, I had that toke tag in this um um girl lady, you know, that killed killed one. I I Rumor, the rumor, the sheep hunting rumor mills like unparalleled. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, you know, first time sheep hunter killed a forty-five inch ram. The thing's just wow. ginormous. Have you seen the picture no. of it floating around? No, you probably don't want to. Yeah, no. But just a beautiful ram. But it, you know, so it's funny because there's like this little like uh, envy, but at the same time, it's it's awesome to see people getting rams like that, and knowing that there's that they are out there. You know. 
They are, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're not where I hunt them, but they're <laughs> out there. Yeah. I mean it's I feel like, you know, we could have one bad winter or something like that and we could go back up into that same area and maybe some of those all the rams are not there anymore. I mean I'd I don't know and it's just fun hunting them yeah. too, you know. I mean it's like that's one of the great things I think about sheep as much as anything like the whitetails moose maybe not quite as much about inches mm-hmm. or maybe a little more i guess yeah. about inches with those ones yeah. but sheep it's such an experiential mm-hmm. hunt yeah that it doesn't matter if you come home with a 34 inch ram or a 39 inch ram a 40 inch ram the, i mean the it's like the experiences are all like right there basically yeah yeah you're gonna come home with with hopefully just a kick-ass memory of something you went out and you did and oh yeah and it uh and you know compared to a lot of other hunting with and and i guess sheep in some way are the same ways you know if you know a guy has the time in his airplane plane where you you know there are guys that get out there and consistently kill big sheep and can go find them. And there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I would do the same thing if I had a cub. Um, but it's, it's cool going. It's not like hunting a little property somewhere where, you know, every single deer that's on there and all right. Sure. You know, yep. what's it, you know, ne- you really never know what you're going to run into and it's all anybody's game. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I could probably talk sheep hunting until next week continuously, but no one wants to hear me talk for that <laughs> long. So. But, no, I uh, I really appreciate you guys coming over and uh, bearing with me through the, the recording mishap initially. But, yeah, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been great to, great to hear, the, hear the story and uh, definitely have to, have to come back on. Now that you've broken the podcast ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good setup you got going. Yeah. yeah, it's, like I said, it's like about like putting a man on the moon for me to figure <laughs> out how to work, how to, you know, work this, all this jumble of cords and then get it, get it on the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, like I, and you'd commented on it, I'd appreci- appreciate it, you know, everyone that listens. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, I mean you're you're uh, like I said. I mean I I think you've you've got a good good thing going here. You're bringing bringing listeners authentic people. Yeah, that's yep. that's what's important. I mean, it's what I li- it's what I like hearing, and yep. it's not too too different than you know whether we were recording or not. Just hearing hearing how it went and all that. So. Cool. Anyway, well, thanks, thanks guys. Right. And uh, if you guys have any any questions or comments, you can email podcast at thundertalkak.com. Thanks.